1: Welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. <clears throat> got Aaron Finnell back here with me. It's been a little while since the both of us had some free time to sit down and talk about what's happening in the marketplace. So, Aaron, how you doing, man? Good. Swathing, 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 raking, baling, stacking, cutting a swath of country across the countryside. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a been a little bit been a busy summer for both of us with everything you got going on, all the stuff I had going on. So. Getting uh, getting hooked up was summer consists a bit of different. football camp yeah. and haying. Yep, yeah. not so much plural. Not so much in my world. It's not haying. I mean, mowing grass. That's that's there one, you go. Well, that's but you haying. you you guys do that professionally. Yeah, we have we have a custom lawn care service. You, you do. Know.
3: I actually this summer, I had uh, two hundred feet of my acreage. Mm-hmm. That wasn't fenced in. That was that was the lab, that was a missing link to let everybody out and mm-hmm. yard graze. <clears throat> do that at the farm. We did it growing up. Yeah. But not the house yard, right? Right, of course. Of right, course. Of course. Right. But Captain Half Ass right. they're not gonna bother the house. What do they care? Except the luscious greenest grass is six inches in front of that house. So I fence it all off. And as I know, a lot of the world had one hell of a fly problem in 23. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Let sheep graze in front of the house. Yeah. Wow. It's like Good the Lord. situation. <clears throat> we bought them fly trap bags yeah. by the case. Funny thing about those fly trap bags, that gross, god-awful smell that they have that attracts all those flies is 157% the smell of dead sheep. Didn't know
1: that. Yeah. Had a couple of those flybacks So it only
3: house. makes sense that they follow around when they're alive.
1: Yeah. Just in case they fall over dead, because yeah. Lord knows they will. Here we go. Yeah, I was surprised at the whole flyback issue. Um, had a couple of those in my house too, and it was I don't live in the country, I live in the middle of a subdivision in town, and it was like flies were out of control. But
3: your subdivision does have an alfalfa patch out back. It, it does. Does have enough So
1: there you colors. go. You have nature. True, but there are a lot of flies for it to be. Man, a lot of flies. Not like, I mean, they were like feedlot flies. That's, that's the level. Yeah. Of, that's and I the, the feedlots were yeah. dire, yeah. dire straits. Bad, 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 bad. And I don't mean chicks for free. No. No, because they weren't they were or flies money for nothing. nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about. Yes, we got to move these microwave ovens. <laughs> we got to. We got to <laughs> so. I, so I don't know if this was the first one that sold at auction. No, second. Is it the second one? Okay, all right. Because so it's the only one that I've seen sell, and I was too lazy to go look and see if anything done. But the way I looked at it was, if I didn't see it sell, it didn't happen. There right. you go. It really, really dials life in. It really does. If way. I don't see it, it didn't happen. Yeah, or whatever, what know. the hell? So a next hundred sold on a Stuffus auction on Monday. The twenty U.S. today, the twenty third it'd have been the twenty first. Yep, when it sold, and a couple things. One is I watched a few auctions so far this year, but this is really the first time that I paid as close attention to where the auction value started at and where it finished, and the time in, in the middle. So I started watching this auction. That sounds like an analytical trend. <laughs> so I was watching this auction, and I watched this thing pop up, and i I see it. You know, I, I I knew it closed at like one o'clock central time or something like this. I didn't really start paying attention to it till about eleven o'clock, right? At eleven o'clock, I pulled this this combine up and I'm watching it sell. And I was also watching nine nine hundred sell too on that same sale, and both of them had the same thing happen. Two hours before the uh, auction closed, I, I'm going off memory here, so forgive me, but I want to say it was at three hundred thousand. 2 hours to go. So I'm thinking like normal auction activity. I'm thinking of 300 we're 2 hours ago, we got 300 in. 75% of that auction value is baked in now, right? We have a we have totally gotten everything the good out of everything that we've got. 75% in there. This thing's closing at like 400,000. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Hour to go. 365. I'm like, "Oh, yep, here it go. Get my get my 400,000." Thirty minutes to go, three hundred seventy five. Twenty minutes to go, you know, four hundred five. I'm like, okay, cool, we're we're gonna get a little more. And then all of a sudden just bam, 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 bam. Just one right after another, boom, 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 puts on about another hundred and between with an hour to go, put on about hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of value. Right. Right. Now the same thing happened with the 9900. hundred, I'm watching its sale and same deal, right? Two seventy five. Two eighty-five, two 350. This thing's, but I'm, I'm gonna be pretty close to my number. Ended up selling for four twenty-five. The same thing happened with like thirty-six minutes to go. It just took off and ran. So, first, let's talk about values first. So, when I watched the X nine eleven hundred sell for, I think it sold for five hundred two. Going off my top of my head here, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was right around there, low low fives. It wasn't five five hundred five or something like that. <coughs> <coughs> It was a twenty twenty X nine eleven hundred with tracks, you know, the whole all the way, no you know, to the gills, everything right. It had tracks, it had all the stuff, and it had like eight hundred and something engine and like six hundred and something separator, and it brought five hundred two, which I I thought was a good price. I thought that was a good value. I was I was expecting somewhere between four fifty and and five hundred is kind of what I was th- kind of thinking, and I really was thinking like three like four seventy five was really what i was thinking right, in my head right so it tells me a couple things one is that the combine auction value isn't nearly as soft as i thought it would be because it, it's that same thing they had a bunch of uh 780s on there some 2022 780s and those kind of things that again were at record dirt I mean, like 30 minutes ago, were like 250 and they pack on another couple hundred thousand dollars worth of of auction value same 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 scenario i mean it's just weird so I guess so. What's your take on that? Your take on the value? What's your thoughts?
3: Okay, I would say the chopper because that's what we're on right now today, this very minute, chopper season. The chopper was really damn close to puking your mouth soft. Yeah. And and that's where choppers are at. Right. Which is kind of funny and says a lot for the actual true condition of the crop. Right. Because if everything was So drouthy from (laughs) York, Nebraska to Indianapolis. Right. It would be chopper palooza. That's what happened in 12. Right. You had $7 corn and you had, thank God we don't have a chopper problem anymore. Right. More importantly. Oh, by the way, everybody go run and order new shit. That way we can be slugged for five years. So the chopper that market is all markets are soft the chopper market is a little extra soft and that like i was saying that says a lot about the crop and it presents a lot of problems when that specific market because you're working with such a small group of people right when that market is soft it presents a lot of extra problems but that's neither here nor there in relation to the auction value. I think the the fact that it was an auction, and keep in mind, if you're a local guy buying that chopper in Iowa, South Dakota, Minnesota, their territory, when that sells, great. Right. It's still hurry the hell up. Right. If you're south of I-80, it's too late. 100%. So that Next that have, that affects it. So the other thing you have is you get back to America's problem with when there's a tractor problem, why the always permanent combine problem, sprayer problem, the biggest size. You get into the biggest size issue. Right. And in choppers, I hate to say it because you're dealing with lots of horsepower, but you're splitting hairs because it with choppers, it all becomes what's in, what's ahead of you. Right? What are you doing? Yep. Do I need a thousand horse or is six hundred good enough here? You know. Right. So seems like everybody you got, needs a thousand horse, though. Well, why not? <laughs> Shit, they got her. <laughs> Have at her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other thing, <clears throat> so I think the chopper is soft. I think there's reasons why. Um, size, timing, market, emphasis on that market. Um, and that's just kind of where we're at. Also, if you're a 9,000 series chopper buyer, you have your pick of the litter for 99s, 98s and smaller, you don't.
1: So just one, Which one, is back into the size problem. So preference on, on that when we watch sales. So actually three of those machines sold um, on Monday. Two, one sold on Monday, two sold today on Wednesday, the 23rd of uh, August. The first one that sold on Monday was something like 78 cutter hours. Right. And 150 engine hours. They had another one that sold today, that one sold for 425. Another one sold today that had, I don't remember how many engine hours it had on, but had like 165 or something like that cutter head hours on it. That one sold for 427. And then the 9900 that had like 285 hours on it, I believe, cutter head hours on it, sold for 402. Yeah, I believe so. Which really really, really shocked me, man, because I'm telling you, I'm watching the first one sell for 425. I'm thinking that these next two, just because of there's a hundred hours between each one of them, I, I'm thinking that the four twenty-five, this this one that's got you know, hundred and sixty-seven hours on it or whatever it was, another hundred hours, just because of the number of hours that are that it's lacking, the the, the number of machines that are or hours that are there, I mean you're almost doubling the hours on the machine. Right. And then you double it again, you know, when you go to the next one. So I'm thinking like that one sold for four twenty five I'm thinking the second one with 100 more hours on it is 35375 and the one that's got another 100 hours on it, it's like 3 maybe 325. Well, it goes back to the
3: <clears throat> and I was way off. That's way a- off. that's almost like a cold January old school farm sale day. They got three wagons lined up. You better buy the first one because right. they're going to go up. Right. And that's just what happened. Yeah. Even though that last one, you know, obviously was less money uh, dollars dollars per investment. Yeah, it was no better buy than the rest. The guy who the guy who jumped out first yeah. is the
1: guy who won. So, so that's another thing too. I was paying attention to. I always like to watch an auction. When i watch an auction, I like to see how many bids came in on that piece of equipment, right? Right. And if it's possible to go back through and kind of how many unique bids came through, right? right. So how many? You know, you Un- might have unique is the best one, right? Because you could have you know 100 bids, but. Two you know, guys each yeah, bid two guys, 50 guys made 50 bid in time, you know, whatever. You don't have that situation. So when I'm looking at that, I, I like to watch that from a from the perspective of how, how many bids were made and, and then how many unique bids came across that, that intersection, right. which tells a whole different story, whole different story than the price, right? Because I've seen a lot of them where you have 500 bids on a piece of machinery and it brought just a record low price right you know what i mean but i've also seen it where it's had 20 people bidding on it and it brought a record high price too that's exactly right so i watched both these go and what that tells me is that there is some demand for choppers out there that we aren't seeing because to have to have three choppers like that now granted they bought those choppers if you go out and look at where those same choppers would be sitting at and advertising those kind of things you're hundred grand easy off of of what? Oh yeah, retail prices, right? Easy. So I mean, there, there's some of that game in there where they're looking at that, but to have those three machines that are three distinctly different—it's not like you're talking about a five hundred hour machine and a six hundred hour machine and a six hundred fifty hour machine. You're talking about, but I—you're talking about not even complete. Total, like one had barely had a season of use. One had a year and a half but, of the use, and then one had. Maybe two seasons worth of use on a, on a quote unquote normal guy.
3: You're not seeing that. We're not seeing that market because it takes auction to unleash that market. We we have four digit cutter hour choppers in that price range, not seventy five. Well, that's that's true. That that is just by dealer pricing standards. That's a six hundred and fifty. That had a two hundred thousand dollar discount that day. You and I would talk to our banker,
1: but, the, but the, at that point, with that kind of sure. discount, but we'll, if they were truly bringing that number, which they're not, right? right now. But the point I'm making is that how tight those numbers were between well, those three machines, right? And that's because I mean, the two machines that had a hundred-hour part difference between them had two thousand-dollar difference in auction value, right? And the machine that had two hundred hours more than the lowest-hour one had twenty-three thousand-dollar difference between two of them. They did not follow what I would consider to be a normal transactionary um, flow through an auction. Now they weren't on the same sale, so that had something to do with it. Right. The guys that that missed out on the first one probably said, "This next one is the best bit picked, and I'm going to make sure that I get those, or I'm going to bid up to this this time exactly. to get that." Right. And then if they missed out on the third one or the second one. They hit the third one. Because so I can tell you that whoever missed out on that first one bit on the next two. He bought the second one. Right. If so they missed out and they really were interested in it, either they bought the second one or they were the next best offer. And they probably did up buying the third well, one.
3: Well, he didn't get that first one. He pulls up his phone and is looking at advertised prices and goes, son of a bitch. Just a couple more dings. We would have had her. And that's why the one with 100 more hours... Right. He gave a little bit more for because I that was my chopper. Here
1: I am. I also look at that too. That part of me.
3: The people in this world that are truly so fuck so so damn stone cold that emotion never ever comes into play when they're buying shit. Those people rule the world, man. Oh sure. Yep. Because that is the hardest thing. Yeah. Especially, so especially if you're a magic penciler like me, yeah. I can make anything pencil out. Oh sure, I can. Make I can sell you. I can whatever. sell you eight so. combines at three dollar corn, and you're gonna
1: make money hand over fist. Watch yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a. I've never had an Excel spreadsheet. Not say what I wanted to say. Right, but when I look at that too, I also think <clears> in the back of my mind that someone somewhere set back going, you know, I can buy. I can buy three combines, average four hundred thousand, and because he, the heads went for like fifty some thousand bucks, right? Nine thousand, sixty thousand bucks, whatever it was. Which, I mean, that's that's two thirds of money. Yeah, seven seventy two R or, or seven seventy two. So, the way I look at it was, there also could have been some guy going, you know what? I can buy these three machines that have hardly any hours on, run three choppers in my field where I need to run them for the same price as I would cost me to have one brand new one. Yeah. Somebody thought that.
2: Somebody now, thought that, that. that
1: happened when they were doing that, but somebody was right. thinking that. Somebody
3: thought that, but the thing is there, in my field, and the guy who owns a chopper, that's a very thin group of people. Oh, that's true, yeah. That's also a group of people that doesn't visit the auction world typically. Not very often. typically, because they are yep. ple-
1: pleasured and adored by the new world. Because so, that the first the first the sell on Monday was a
3: for a uh, guy who has enough acres, he's gonna buy three ninety nine hundreds at an auction and let her rip. You never know. That guy's a healthy multi-unit
1: guy. So, but you have the other side of that too that i think um as you look at that too is that first one was a dealer's consignment auction right kibble and then you had the second one was a was a custom cutter i don't remember who it was but that's what it was so um, a lot of interesting thing to watch on that i just felt that i found it interesting that those three machines with those three distinct hour ranges that you saw there where they were all about 100 hours apart Brought as much money as as close as they were, considering how low the hours were. That you that they brought the same number, the, the same, the prices were as close as they were. is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. You would think there'd been more of a spread there, but it wasn't. So, All right. Now, let's go to the X9. The combine. That not, not
3: that I like or have <laughs> anything to do with combines on a daily damn
1: basis. However, I have. I've been waiting for this day, with bated breath, where that this is that time of the year when we start seeing those things pop up. This this late August, Last early yeah, and this is where that those kind of fall into, and then you have that lull till about into October into November where it really takes back off again. Right <clears throat> now there'll be plenty of auctions in September and October. Don't get me wrong, but the real crux of the auction componentry happens October mid-October through the end of the year. right? So now here, I've been waiting for this X9 thing to pop up and, and watch one sell and see what happens. Again, the same scenario we talked about at the chopper where it was buy one, get one free, and then all of a sudden everybody decided to go bid on it at the last possible minute, ran right up to $500,000. If, if I'm the dealer on that one, I feel pretty goddamn good about oh, the $500,000 price on that. machine. Sure. There better be high fives <laughs> and chest bumps for days. Because I, I was really, I was anticipating 475. That was the number I was thinking on the very high side of this, that 475 was going to be the number that was there. And to see 450 wouldn't have shocked me. Right. But for it to be over, for it to get to 500, and not just get to 500, but just kind of peek its head over it. Just enough. Just enough. Just enough. I I, I was, that tells me that the com, there, is, there is a combine market. Out combine problem out there, but you still watch even like the seven eighties and the class eight cases and and the, the the classes that are selling that are that are newer, later, lower models, lower hour stuff. And you watch what they're doing. It's not like the combine market is super soft. When at, uh, at at it's it's not it's not gangbusters like it was during COVID by any means that you saw in these all estate sales. But what you're seeing now is it's not where I thought I would see it at. This time of the year. Okay.
3: My interjection to that would be: first of all, when you're dealing with an X nine, that's the second one I know of at auction. There's one at the end of this month that'll make three or four. I think there's two yet. Yep. They're they're an oddity. There. That's the first. That's the second X nine. I think the first one was a tracked. 000, and this one was a track you're right I do remember seeing right? that one yeah. it was like uh, one of those yep machinery repeat. yeah you know I've seen highlight that. deals yeah. the other thing it's sold in the Boot Hill Missouri if I remember right uh, see I was thinking northern Iowa northeast Iowa where they pay $11 billion for ground they do pay a fair amount for <laughs> ground up there they really do welcome to Sioux County that'll be $365,000 an acre <laughs> Um, so you y- have several things. One, perfect. As the chopper was a little late, that's perfect for the combine. Sure. Perfect. Got just enough time to get her home, get her green lighted. Yep. Z- 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 yep. Here's your $30,000 bill. Well, thank God it's only got <laughs> 600 sap. <laughs> Shit. Right. And, uh, you, you, got time to get her to the field this year. And that's what always made the harvest auction so appealing is you can sell your big ticket items. Sucks for us. Right. Because they don't ever bring what you want. Right. But they're gone. You're not carrying them next year. And for the guy buying, they might bring just a tick more because he doesn't have to haul it home and put it in the shed. Sure. He's going to run it right damn now.
1: Make his money. Right.
3: That thing is going to go earn its keep right damn now. Yep. So, the biggest factor in that number is the oddity piece. Sure. Second number would be timing. Good job, guys. Whoever it was. Um, the other thing, as you were mentioning, Klaus machines. I would throw S sevens, S7 S seven eights, S seven um, nines, ninety two fifties, eighty two fifties the all all of the eights and bigger combines okay if you are putting a two-wheel drive one of those with duels every option on earth but just regular old duels and two wheel drive you're gonna understand this shitty market but when you have the tracks and you have this and you have that the what I would call premium, premium level machines or just every, every option in the book rigs, yes. They're gonna break the trend a little bit because you got, instead of five guys that decided, eh, let's buy that and sell our 16, 680, you got 10 guys that want that combine because one of two things. There's not one for 200 miles around home. Sure. Because it is the oddity, the specialty, (laughs) whatnot. And then you have the other group that is, okay, if that thing was listed, the the deal buyer. Yeah. The guy that's, well that, if that thing was listed online, it'd be seven fifty. I got it for five hundred. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. That was also, and it
1: probably was. There's, I'm sure, it probably you was. you could probably get online right now and find one in thirty seconds. Oh, sure, hundred percent. But I also think the one thing about, about the the combine that I watched sell was it was a two year old combine, twenty twenty. It had sort of been, um, it had the hours I had on it. That's what surprised me about the five hundred thousand dollar deal. The hours. The hours in the year right the hours the year not as much as the hours when when True. you get you,
3: you get, get past over 500 a, yeah you yes kinda, kinda. you
1: get over that five and that is a big damn cliff right so now when i'm looking at that and i watched the, the 780s sale and what they brought the 2021 the 2022 780s they had um that to me had a they did not. Again, I don't. I don't think they represented what I would consider to see, what I would call a quote unquote soft market. With as many combines that are out there, and then the value that we see in these machines, I was, I was shocked to the upside of the value of the combine, and not they all went in for more than I expected
3: because. Here 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 would be my guess why you of all people think that way. Okay. Here. Because you look at things from that very most important number in our world, dealer cost new. Okay. So from that standpoint, yes. There there wasn't. There was a cliff, but we survived. We're banged up. Right. Nobody got life flighted. You know, that kind of deal. If you look at what ask price is, because of all the batshit craziness that was 2022 and it didn't, it even hit combines of all damn things and guys thinking all of a sudden they were worth a mint. Those numbers are still out there. A lot of them. Sure. Oh yeah. So when you look at that to that, what those 780s brought, it sucks. Yeah. When you're analyzing it properly like you are, dear sir, it's not that bad. Yeah. But but that's not the market we're coming out of, which makes right now suck that much more. Because if everybody was kind of dialed in and a little cautious for that 18 months of prosperity that we all loved and adored, unless you're a used equipment only salesman, then thank God everything's on a downturn. But other, why, why did things, why? Yeah, I, I think. Because 15 through 18 hurt, 15 through 19, those four years hurt that bad. So we're going to give you list price for your trade-in 780.
1: Well, I mean. Oh, hell, it'll sell. You know, we <coughs> we had a lot of podcasts. Let's rent our way I, out of it. Well, yeah, we, we had a, we had a. You and I talked about this on several podcasts where we were talking it's a about an issue for me. What? Well, we, but we talked about from the perspective of you know you get you make you make hay when it, when the sun shines, right? right? <clears throat> Man, that's that's what was happening, you know. Now we also talked about all the cautionary signs we need to pay attention yeah. to to start pulling back the reins on that. It
3: no matter how much you want to. Analyze the data. The shit happens overnight, man.
1: But that's what we were we talking about. I'm
3: pretty connected. And in April, it was like, eh, eh it's softening, but oh shit. Not that much. But does not nice. it really it's, happen overnight?
1: I mean... I think I'm, people wake up one morning and they're like, holy shit. And in, in the scheme of a human
3: living 80 years, it's overnight. I would say a month. Yeah. I would a month ju- that it truly actually happens a lot of reactionary yeah,
1: details but, are within a 6 month period but i think that's that's you you the point that i'm making is that nothing happens overnight no it's when you finally wake up and you realize like same conversation you have with every sales guy and every store manager and every what even i'm guilty of this too that machine's been here for 6 months already well yeah you know what i'm saying like, that's also not sanity that but I'm just saying like what I'm saying is that the 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 course of just everyday do you think boom, that's
3: boom, propelled boom. us into a healthier standard though? Well, I think I think I think for the dealers that were already aggressive it will, but for the ones who choose to think that their
1: stuff's worth more just because
3: mm. I don't
1: think it will it will. Look, there's some people out there that have a um approach to used equipment and selling new equipment that is, you know what? Hey, we, we've got this reserve fund over here. We're going to go do right X, Y, and Z with it, and that's how it's going to work. And if we got to, you know, this is what we need to do to make the deal happen, blah, 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 blah. So whatever it is is whatever it is. You got other dealers that are, hey, we're going to, this is what the market's at. This is how we're going to do it. Let the chips fall where they may, type of thing. And it, there's, I'm not saying one way's right, one way's wrong, but what I'm saying is that trying to find two dealerships out there that are gonna sit across from you and tell you that I'm doing exactly what you're doing because it makes a lot of sense, so and you're doing exactly what I'm doing because it makes a lot of sense, just doesn't exist, man. No, now everyone's kind of doing little bits and pieces of everything else that everybody else is doing. But at the end of the day, dude, it's it's not. Some like everybody's on the same page doing the same. Oh thing. hell no. And, no! and and it never will be. And but, it, and it's and there's uh, there's not a there's not a dealership on the planet of anything. Whether we're talking four pickups or or you know John Deere it doesn't matter. We, we just we never going to have two that. One guys has a lot of time on his hands <laughs> and ain't the combine guy. But they have when you're looking at just the oh, the overall kind of uh, poor ab- guy walks on I don't
3: <laughs> <laughs> want another demo. <laughs>
1: If you're looking at how all that stuff comes together, I mean, I don't know, man. I think I think there's a bigger um, a bigger process in place when you're looking at that and how and and what you know what some what a lot of it too is what what risk are some of these people willing to take? And I think that's probably a bigger um, a bigger way they manage the stuff too. So that's that's your
3: comment to my thing. Like, why didn't you learn the first time? They're just taking a bigger risk.
1: Taking a bigger risk this Okay. Time yeah. Okay.
3: And they didn't auction any any twenty four planners or no twelve that. and 13 series combines.
1: They no. were that they were that one or two dealers that Oh no. They were they were back. the same ones. They were the same, the same culprits doing the exact same thing. Now, all that being said, I will say this as a as no. kind of a we it's hard to sit there and say that when you brought a one-year-old combine in and you put a five in front of it for the first time. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? Like, no one knew what that was going to look like. I did. Or how that was going to play out. I did. Or what that, what any of that looked like. Now my camera's all jacked up. Oh, there we, there we go. go. Look We're at go. that. We're back in the wow. game. Wow. I do back have a game. waist. <laughs> <laughs> but, Hi, everybody. But you had, I, I mean, no one knew what that was going to look like, right? Nobody knew what a... I
3: once almost got kicked out of our corporate office for this incredibly (laughs) loud and boisterous, sit down for that one, rant how we will never sell an effing combine for 300 wholesale, ever. Yeah. Ever. I remember that. What are you thinking? Just lost my damn mind. And I snickered about that when you did that. (laughs) (laughs) I was right For like three months though (laughs) (laughs) Then we got closer to weed harvest And well shit let loose They they break loose loose. So now I I, I don't know But I had that feeling with Five I'm like It's used Like Let the the, I love new equipment Let them chase that Everything's a half a million dollars Stay out of my world Oh wait a minute Eight R's Combines, planners, yeah, yep, sprayers. I mean, yeah, sprayers.
1: Just run down the list. I mean, exact
3: apply, Seeing spray ultimate, blah blah blah, on a 616R. Hold yeah. on, yep. Yeah. Would so, you like to buy two quarters of ground or this sprayer?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think get out your hose, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they have got so, so I think this that that played a big part into this whole. You know where where are we at in the marketplace type of thing? because this nice, is I, this I is just
3: just because you're so smart and I'm not. for the audience, this has been once we have hit that magic five in the used world is the first time as someone who lives and breathes used equipment seven days a week, six for sure, this is the first time that downward pressure from the new, I actually feel is legit. When combines jumped to three because of downward pressure from the new, I was like, bullshit. They're worth what they're worth. Eventually, that gap has to get filled somewhere, and it sucks the used up. Well, I think what you're talking about. Because the new ain't getting
1: any cheaper. Well, what what you're explaining is how these, what I've been talking about with customers that are, you have a new buyer. You have a one to three year old buyer. You have a three to five year old buyer. You've got a you know so on and so forth down the line. Those guys they're stuck in those buckets. Right. Right. So if you're if you're a one to three year old buyer or one to two year old buyer, I'm sorry. Um, this is what it costs to buy that machine. Right. Right. If you're a three to five year old buyer, this is what it costs to buy that machine. And there's no, like... 22 is a lot different than 21. They can't, they can't, the three to five can't jump up to the one to two because they just don't have the equity or they can't make it quite come together or this doesn't make sense for the acres that they're doing or whatever it is. But they can't go down either because that's what they're trading in. Right. Right? So, and the same with the one to two-year-old guy. Like, they can't get a new one because, again, he doesn't quite make sense or whatever it is but they can't go down to a three- to five-year-old one because that's what they're trading in. So they're like, they're like stuck in these buckets that are going to, and, and to me, a little bit, where that's the difference, the differentiation now, I think, in my opinion, is I think you're going to see used equipment values in those specific buckets, in those areas where people have it, are going to be way more um, consistent More rocketized than they have. Yeah, they're just going to be like, there's not going to be the willy nilly guy that has a ten year old combine now. He's going to go buy a one year combine. I'm not saying those guys don't exist, but it's just you don't. You're not going to see that someone's not trading in a forty thousand dollar ninety seven seventy, and they're going to go buy a four hundred fifty thousand dollar or five hundred thousand dollar combine. Right now, when they had a forty five thousand dollar ninety six hundred, right, and you had that was cash. And you could go buy a ninety-seven seventy because you had your twenty percent down. You know what I mean. You could go buy a brand new ninety-seven seventy. You had your twenty percent. Right. That was your twenty percent down.
3: Your twenty percent down is now $497.70.
1: Yeah. So now you're looking at this guy over here that that takes this forty or fifty thousand dollars, whatever, and he's doesn't even have ten percent yet on the deal. Yeah. And not only does he have to come up with another eighty or ninety thousand dollars to get to the other part of his twenty percent down. I mean, it's just like a whole thing now. You know what I mean? It's like so now you're so now you're starting a five hundred
3: thousand dollar combine, hundred thousand dollar down payment, yeah.
1: man. I mean, so now you start looking at all that, and then but now you, you want start, to buy
3: a fourteen six eighty, or do you want to put down you payment down on twenty dollars but, but then you shackle
1: that twenty percent down with with eight and a half percent or yeah. eight half, seven or eight percent interest. You almost gotta put you you, you got to put almost thirty percent down so at the end of your 5 years at that same rate you have 20% interest or 20% equity yeah the second you can punch out yeah here i mean and you're and you're it's just keeping your it's so it's changed so much that i just think the way the customers look at what they're doing and how they're doing it is is locking in these 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 columns right. of what they can and can't do and what and where how they move inside those columns you know, because some of these guys, you think about some of these guys, they're trading in a, uh, let's just talk about, let's, let's throw uh, an S780. I mean, you have between, what, 2018 and today?
3: Yeah. That's a big gap. You out know what I'm saying? <coughs>
1: there is,
3: it's funny you mentioned that. So some guy As might be trading in that. The, that's, that's probably my hot-button piece of machinery right now, S8. 780s, okay. There are... I have seen it. $300,000 gaps. Yeah. There's never been another model of anything ever that's had $300,000 gap in what it is. Yeah,
1: and the thing
3: about that too is... And (coughs) they haven't built them for 10 years, man. That's
1: exactly right. So if you're looking at some of this stuff and you're having some of these conversations with guys... We are in the most (coughs) blow
3: your damn mind world. Nothing makes sense. You Just keep
1: rolling with it. Pivot guys, and
3: pivot and go. They pivot and
1: go. They could have traded. they might have traded three 780 combines. Man. Yeah. They could have traded in the 18. Was it 17 or 18? 18. 18. 18, they could have got a 20. And now they could be working on that the 20, 22 new or the or the waiting for that twenty-three to come in that just got delivered after yeah. corn season's done, you know. So and to your point, there's a hell of a spread between what a, a used 2023 is going to be oh, and what shit. a used 2018 is going to be. Dramatic. Yeah. And I think that, back to my, my point. I Although, that, that I will say
3: this. That number in August of 23 is a hell of a lot tighter than it was in August of 22. Oh,
0: sure.
1: 100%. 100%.
3: That was easily 300 in August of 22. I bet it's 200 now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's something worth that's worth paying attention to. But I just think as you're looking at these customers and whether you're listening to this podcast and you're a dealer guy or you're a customer listening to this deal, think take a hard look and think about what it is that, that you're looking at when you're going to look at a piece of equipment. And where did what were you doing what was dad doing and grandpa doing, you know, ten or fifteen years ago when they were making thinking about these decisions? I think that's just a that to me is just a, a hard Differentiation in between how much this market has just changed, and I think that's that's the that's the thing there. So. Well, everybody,
3: not everybody, vast majority. I mean, I know, I know, I know, guys my age or a little younger who grew up in the who's John Deere credit. We just wrote a check. And that's how they did it. Mm-hmm. When they afforded something, they upgraded, and okay, that cash is gone. Combine's gonna have to wait till next year. Okay, we did the combine, but we can't do the heads too. Right. And that's how they did it. It was digestible, it was wonderful. Now we are on, and I think it's because of tech, we are on such a push for new, now, new, now, new, now. Everything is a payment-driven market. Yeah. uh, yeah. So you you used to have even your largest of multi-unit deals still used to be a write a check transaction done deal whatever. Those have converted to leases now. Yeah. For the most part, and the dealer is then involved heavier, and that's that's where we're at because of it's just like in the early 2000s when a certain seed company started touting this planting window and it's apparently 30 seconds long. So I want to say that was maybe the late 2000s. What happened in the early 2010s? Oh yeah, everybody went and bought 157,000 24 row planters, and then we found out what happens because now what? The guy who had a twelve bought a twenty-four. The guy who bought a sixteen bought a twenty-four. Right. What do you do with all these used twenty-fours?
1: Apparently, you have an auction. They
3: all landed in the ocean somewhere, and now all of a sudden they're they're desirable again. But that's the kind of thing that happens. So we're in this. Cost per acre, cost per acre, cost per acre, and nothing matters more, I get it. I'm not getting into farming finances because I am not the guy to talk about that. My answer to that is, sell more combines. Doesn't work for every farm, (laughs) but you have so much of that cost per acre that legitimately so many of the large buyers and even the intermediate buyers, I would say the B plus mm-hmm. on up, the price of the machine does not matter. And as a machinery salesman, great job, everybody. Mission accomplished. Yeah. All that matters is a trade price and how you wash that out over your cost per acre, cost per hour and so on. And that's all legitimate, but there was always that pause for caution from grandpa who you're still here after 1938. Right. That man better not walk anywhere. You better carry him. And you have dad who put up with that. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and is a boomer yeah. Yeah. and all that goes with that. And well, yeah, you'll be in, you'll be in charge when I die. Like, Mm, yeah, that works. You have that world. There was always that pause for caution of, well, that all makes sense, but let me look at. Okay, ours is worth that, but yours is worth that. Like, that doesn't compute. No matter what the numbers washed out at, you can make it look like, and, and you can do that. Back to that magic pencil, you can make it look like that. Four hundred. AFS Connect Magnum is paying you to run it. Right. I've seen spreadsheets like that.
1: Yeah.
3: But you have to. At the at the end of the movie, there was always that pause. Like, right now, I I think like those guys think. Okay. The, the dad, the grandpa, because <laughs> my dad is the grandpa. Man. And I get that with the Whoa, like that's all the payment is, great. It's worth this, great. Then, but ours is worth this and yours is worth that. Enter in the current world we're in, where guys are buying this half million dollar stuff and not trading. So, so much not trading. Do yep. you think- A lot of cash in the farm right now though. There is, there is. That's different. But you come from the yellow world, the yellow iron world, okay, kind (laughs) of, same roof, and you have always mentioned how different that is because you have Werner Construction, they don't own that, they're leasing that, they're they're renting that for that job, which in our world is that multi-unit, one-year lease two-year lease, what have you. So do you think ag is eventually going that way? Well, I think, I think autonomous. My, uh, and I don't mean I'm not getting into autonomy. I, I mean where there's not well. trades.
1: Well, there's always trades. It's just how you handle those trades and what you do with them. I think that's that's the biggest difference in that in what you're talking but, about. But uh, that's what I mean. So
3: many so many farmers are capitalizing for the last two years on this ridiculous market for the under $400,000 machines that a lot of them are just selling it
1: themselves. They're rolling the dice. They, and, are and, now, and, yeah, they and, were, but don't, they're not doing it now. I mean, they still not, are. They still are. But not to the level of success that they have. Not maybe not the level of a success, but I'm saying they're still doing it. But they can still do it now because there's still just enough money out there that say, "I want an extra combine or I want an extra row crop right. tractor." I don't have anything to trade in. I'm willing to buy that. So you think it's just still due to the cash on farm? Yeah, because one of two things happen. One is more so. All than all than these that's guys the industries. Well, all these guys are retiring, right? Right. So now you've got a group of guys coming in that are. You know they're neighboring. They got the kids coming back. They got the whole deal, and they're gonna pick up another five thousand acres or four thousand acres. Well, hell, let's whatever. buy Tom's combine. Yeah, we'll just buy us. We need an extra combine now, all right? right. So not happening. When when the, when they have to start looking at how there's a the customers because all their equities in this machine over here they got to get liquidated. somewhere. maybe maybe they take the stuff to auction. They liquidate it. They get the capital out of it they want to get, and they go buy whatever they need to. And that's maybe that's how it works. Um, I don't think that's the way it's going to work. I really don't. don't. You
3: know, back to my as you were sitting there saying that. Back to my that cost per hour argument. When those guys order new, they know what next year's numbers are.
1: Sure. So
3: they can plan into that. Yep. If they're going to the yellow world, they don't have a clue.
1: You're 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 a year behind on, on the iron side. No, on the on the other side, they still do the same thing like we do. They've got, but you no, think. I I know
3: I know, but it's more commonplace in the yellow iron world sure. to be what ag currently is, uh, where you don't have very many trades in trade ins because the firms farms <laughs> are selling it themselves. That's what Just makes your orange auction company in Canada
1: exist from the get go. Uh, I think I think a lot of on the on the yellow side. And this is me talking, you know, enough to be dangerous here, right? So you have a lot of construction jobs. Well, they'll start. They'll do some big highway job, and you'll see all that shit running up and right. down the highway, right? Some of that stuff's in their fleet. Some of that stuff was bought and put into the bid to. To be paid for from that lease payment is in that bid. But the whole machine's in that bid. So when they're done with that job, it's paid for. Oh. All right. There's there's that avenue too. And then there's the, you know, we're gonna rent this for the next three years to do this job. Did you imagine if renting farm ground worked like that? (laughs) Well, we we
2: figured (laughs) in a new X9. That's
1: the difference. I just thought it would work. (laughs) That's the difference in 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 the two scenarios, is that well, you
3: know what the difference is? Who's paying the road construction guys? What do you mean? Like- Every American citizen. Oh, yeah. Who's paying the farmer? Every American citizen that eats. Well, that's a fucking stretch, but it that's like him and the landlord, you know, yeah. in, in, in that scenario. It's him and
1: it's its a lot. Yeah,
3: it's a yeah. lot smaller. So
1: I think one other thing I will well, quit belaboring this thing is that another reason i think that we're seeing to your point where why it's shifted away from hey we're gonna we're gonna do tractor and then we're gonna do a combine and we're gonna do the heads and then we're gonna do some tillage pieces and then we're gonna come back and do a tractor and you know it's a five-year thing that we're doing two things one is 10 years ago they can we can sit and argue this all you want to that the machinery during that time frame if you bought a 2000 model or 2005 model uh, 20 series tractor. Right? 8420. 8420. And then you went and you waited and you bet in 2012, you bought the first 30 series that came out. Right? Eight. 80, 8530. That'd been 06. The 30 series? Yeah, first year. I'm thinking the first R. That's what I'm thinking. 09. Yeah. So that came through there and you walked through this whole thing. What what's the difference between a uh, an eighty four twenty and an eighty five thirty? Right now, like open market? No, no. I'm just saying, like, like you're buying, like, if you had a the last year of a twenty series, the first year of a thirty series. What's the difference? Like new price back then? No, no, I'm just saying, like in general, like what's the difference? Like <laughs> what what difference specs, are you looking like for? So you're looking at specs, okay. and technology, and all that other stuff. Uh, two
3: thirty five to two seventy five. So you got forty horsepower. <laughs> ILS guaranteed versus optional IVT versus power shift. Um, those those are the those are the biggest ones.
1: Power, front axle, transmission. Today the difference between a piece of equipment doesn't matter if it's the last series of a generation or not. The next year always has there's more technology available yes, than there was right. before. So now, because the technology in that 80 that
3: 8420 yeah could have been ordered with a valve on it sure the 8530 came with a valve on it unless you deducted it for some so a lot of people (laughs) did god for scene (laughs) reason and they put it right back on right so you got that difference there sure but that that was literally casey that was literally it for tech they have the same radio the same side panel over here the same finger buttons Everything was the same. Now you're looking they at They both machine. have
1: hoods that the vents break out in. So now when you're looking at a guy, they want to upgrade something now. it's I think it's the ready, readily available um, supply of technology that we see. And,
3: yeah. That it's you can almost upgrade. like buying a tractor now is a tech advancement for your farm.
1: Yeah, it's like it's buying hardware, computers and shit. So as I look at it sitting here, the reason why is... They're not cutting checks like they had been in the past. Right. One is cash flow thing, mm-hmm. right? You're not writing a $50,000 check and paying off the difference now. You're writing a $350,000 check to pay off the difference. And I think that is where a lot of this stuff... <clears throat> well, I guess we'll finance it. It's only 9%. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, A lot of this stuff, if you're thinking about it from that perspective, I mean, yeah, they're going to put the 20% down. And they're going to finance... Whatever, two hundred and fifty thousand or whatever the number is, you know. I mean, but at the end of the day, you're not you aren't cutting a check that's twenty-five thousand or fifty thousand or right. <clears throat> I mean, the days of maybe some of these time when I first started doing this and I was evaluating combines, we were trading for like twenty-five grand. Right. And it, people were like scrambling and blowing their just like like how are we ever supposed to make this work? you know what I mean? And now we're like where we're at now. I mean, it's just a whole different scenario, and I think that is what the drive to look at what we're doing is if I have a five year old machine and I want to upgrade to a a one year old machine or something like that the the difference in the powertrain and all that shit might be the same. But the difference of what you have on this machine versus what you can what's on this machine, we are just now, like, cracking the door open to, oh, cool, we can do an upgrade kit and do X to this machine now. Right. Sort of. We can sort of make this machine like this one over here. Pretty close, right? We can do everything except Y, right? Right. You know? In or four years from now, it's going to be like, we can do everything to this 20-year-old machine that we can do to this machine over here. And I think that is what's going to, that's changing the way people think about what they're doing. Yeah. Someone, is, i i got to believe that somebody's out there going right now, like, this is going to be the last planter that I buy because I can upgrade it to the newest, latest, greatest technology whenever I'm ready to do that. Only if that guy's 65 or
3: older. <clears throat> what do you mean? Guys are only going to run a bar so many years. They'll still trade just because.
1: No, no, but I'm saying like, they might, they, what I'm saying is, they, they're not going to buy a new planter. They might go to Orthman and get a new bar and hang the row units off of it. Oh, you're talking like <clears> that <throat> componentized. Yeah. Oof. You know what I mean? I, I, think we're, I, I, just, I think we're further
3: from that than I you think I because think the manufacturer so. I think, still wants to
1: manufacture. Um, I don't know. I know they're,
3: I know they're involved in the kits and whatnot,
1: but they still—they are manufacturing the
3: kits. I understand that. They still get their jollies off of a full unit. Trust me, the kits Um, is a necessary evil from their standpoint. I
1: disagree with that. I don't. I don't. And the reason I say that because you think that's where the industry's going. I don't. I I think that they that the manufacturers look at those kits and say we can make a similar profit margin. At a lower price point and open that, that door to selling upgrade kits to everybody and not the 1% that can afford a $600,000. But it square. comes back to my argument
3: <clears throat> when we talked about this on previous podcasts. The guys who can afford that kind of dollars that the kit itself is, talking planner specifically, because that's our best analogy right now. The guys who can afford that for their planner they already got, they're spending that just because, half of those are your new buyers. Yeah, but... Who get, are still going to buy new because it's new. Just because it's new. Because sure, of ego, because of off, because though, of whatever.
1: That is that is going away. That, it's that, not. It is. It's It's slowly eroding away. It's not. And the reason I say that is... When my when
3: our generation my we're the same age when our generation is the fifty five plus crowd, watch out. That's probably everything. That that's probably the world we live in. The boomers have way too much pride in everything they do to let that happen.
1: But everybody right now is operating on such fine. I understand that fine lines of of, of of profitability. Yep. That and I can that's buy they're not I can buy, an, in. They're I can buy sell a they brand new auction. I can buy a brand new one for let's say I buy a brand new twenty four row planter with fertilizer systems and everything on it for four hundred and fifty thousand bucks. Right? And last time I priced one out it's about what it was. You can buy the upgrade kit with the new fertilizer system for damn near half that. Which one are you gonna do? Well, Dude, I mean, I'm
3: just telling you.
1: I don't I'm not disagreeing with you that there's not people out there that want the brand new iron. You ha- you have you have too much God bless
3: the bulk of your people, you're you're just gonna have too much farmer thought in there. And I don't mean that as a negative thing, I just mean that as a group of people. Man, ah, that bar's been over a lot of acres. Ah, them wheel you know. Could be the f-
1: damn hitch pinhole, man. Could that's be, no different it, than it, someone it, buying a 10-year-old planter at an auction. I'm just saying. I, that, I, that, I, that, that's yeah. what's... It's the same, the same thing. Sorry. It's,
3: it's going to be, when it gets to more of the corporate farm structure, yes, your pups, they're going to take off. They're going to scorch the earth because everything is just dollars, just dollars when our generation and older, and I'm including ours in there because there's a lot of old money that's gonna float our generation in ag. We know this. Right. Okay. Our generation will piss away whatever grandpa gave them. But there's, there's just, that is the wave when we get there, when it's robots and whatnot. And I'm sitting here going, God, I oh, should have paid attention in those meetings. How do you set an A-B? What the hell's an A-B line? When we get to that point, yes. They'll take off scorched earth. But until we get there, and that is a ways off. I'm talking 20 years. I'm like, it's that far away, dude. Until that is the number one thing. Not that they exist. They're going to keep growing in popularity till they flip the switch. But... It's a big uphill climb just because there is too much. Yeah, I don't know. I think we ought to just get a whole new planter. But here, let me show you why. Yeah, I just think that's the way to go. Does it make any sense? No. Half of what takes place doesn't. (coughs) I think there's they... too much pride in it. That's the generation that still is a little drives by, even though they punch yeah. that button on the screen, still drives by and goes, "You remember such and such used to have the straightest rows?
1: Now everybody's rows look the damn same." I don't. I think that is that is that what you're talking about is quickly eroding. I think it's eroding slower than you think. I don't think so. And here's why I don't think that. I think the price of equipment is eroding it faster than no, Then you want to make it no, up. No. I think you will
3: just go from that guy used to buy new to he's a one to three now.
1: Uh with an upgrade kit. Nope. Yep. We're gonna disagree on that one. <clears throat> <So. laughs> All right. That's probably a good place to stop, man. Um Folks, I want to reach out to you, Aaron, get more information on what you're doing. Find you on the Twitterverse. What's the best way to do that? Well, as the man said, pretty active on the Twitterverse at
3: aaronfintel. Also on Facebook, and I think that uh, Snapchat. You on the Snapchat? Are you? I'm, I'm on Snapchat. the Snapchat about once a month. You should get on the grant. It's how I keep track of my children oh okay that's a good way see to no, so that. uh that's why I'm all, that's why I'm on the snaps not okay. cause I'm halfway to 90 and I'm just that cool alright um also email me Aaron.fentel at moving dot com or call me text me text preferred 308 760 1193 fintel at movingiron dot com sure. yeah that's Go. what I said moving iron lelook
1: yeah uh, I'm Casey Seymour. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. Go to the YouTube channel where you can watch the video version of this and you can see the cool cows in the background. Uh, check that out. In uh, a bed. In a bed, oddly enough. <coughs> and they have. Uh, uh, We're all out of forks, but we got spoons. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Uh, so check it out there if you want to see all that fun stuff. Um, We've got uh, movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. All the blog posts and everything should be up there. I'm really bad about getting those posted. So, And in to- less than a month, what happens, dear sir? Uh, the moving Iron Summit. Bam! Yeah. The summit. We're going to go to uh, Nashville, and there's going to be us and like 62 uh, brides. Uh, what do you call those things? Uh, Bridal party. Bridal party. Uh, uh bachelorette, bachelorette parties. Party. Yeah. Bachelorette parties are going to be like, oh, God, it's so fun. I'm so wasted right May, now. Maybe not on a Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, maybe
3: not. But maybe yeah, not so much. They're, they're yeah. the ones getting on the plane when yeah. we land like, oh, God. We I'm go so home. wasted right now. Don't tell anybody. It's all over so, yeah, your Instagram. Yeah. What?
1: <laughs> yeah. So good times there. Good times. Um, I right, dude, we probably should do one of these more often. We should. We should we should we should go to a random
3: hotel in Colorado and have a little sit down. Whoa! I don't
1: know where that's going. Wow! Okay. All right then. All right, dude. Last we're thoughts? almost
3: done with haying season, so I'm back. Back. I'll be back, back in the game. Back to co-hosting. Yeah. A little more more regular. More regularly. More regular. Yeah. Since how once every two months is not very regular, I can probably beat that once we're done yep. haying.
1: Probably. Run so. downhill slope. That's up. All right, Turn man.
3: sideways to eject the baler, it'll crash into the baler.
1: Yeah, good points. All good points you just made right there. There That's you something. go. All right, man. Any last thoughts? No. Let it rip. All right, with that, in case you see more in Fennel, it's going to be smart out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com.